You started, you we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Oh, how great it would feel to have your 20-year-old knees, shoulders, hips, and back. You know, you don't think about your pains when you're in your 20s or 30s, but you wish you could get that body back when you're in your 60s. I think QC did that for me. For Patrick, it started with a simple phone call to QC Kinetics. One day I was driving and I just heard the radio and I pulled over and took the number and I called them when I got home. Maybe that's you and you're listening right now. Why wait? QC Kinetics Regenerative Treatments uses your body's own natural biologics to heal and restore damaged tissue without invasive surgery or harmful drugs and as for the results my knees are as good as they were when i was in my 20s i'm really happy with what happened for patrick it's like qc kinetics turn back the clock now it's your turn call qc kinetics today for your complimentary consultation call qc kinetics 352-400-4550 that's 352-400-4550 now with offices in gainesville ocala and the villages 352-400-4550 Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself congratulations to the florida gator baseball team on your historic run in omaha from your friends at tri-eagle sales and bud light the official beer sponsor of the florida gators a record setting historic season that no one will ever forget so thank you for a tremendous year. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore dueling the grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold it's time to tailgate here are jeff and pat 
All right, believe it or not, yes, it's Pat Dooley. I am here. Um, after 11-day battle with COVID, it was not pleasant. I'm not going to talk about it. I've talked about it enough on my podcast. It wasn't fun, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but I'm glad to be back and, and able to uh, finally test negative and, and be able to do this. And uh, obviously, uh, I wasn't able to be here, and Jeff was gone and we had a hurricane to deal with on top of that but we are back here and uh jeff will join us in the second hour around five o'clock and he will talk about the game last night he was out there and of course just flying back right now so he'll he'll come on the phone Uh, we got plenty to talk about there's so probably too much to talk about um i think a lot of people thought it would be a lot more fun to talk today but um Look, we know that that people are not happy, and uh, they shouldn't be happy. Um, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of Gator fans who went into this season with this one mantra, which was, record doesn't matter, do we get better? Are we seeing seeing progress? And... And, and look, I'm going to be the guy who stands on the hill and says, look, first one game doesn't define a season. We all know that's not true. Utah lost this game last year, went, won the Pac-12. What, you know, Obviously, they're going to try to win it again, and then they'll just dismiss the Pac-12 forever. That'll be gone from our lives. But I think the fact that Florida lost the same way they lost a lot of games last year and the year before. You know, um, Billy Billy Napier is now six and eight as a head coach. There's a lot of things I like that he's done, and a lot of things I like that he did last night. But there are a lot of things I don't, and I'll I'll talk about them. And obviously, there's the one. It's almost like a. Uh, like a, a cold sore. That uh, that may be the best way to put it. Having two guys on the field with the same number on a punt return is like a big, massive, massive cold sore. Though even bigger than the ones in Spinal Tap on your on your on, on your performance. Because as a coach, as coaches, and I'm saying all coaches, everybody who was on that plane. Everybody who flew to Dallas and then flew to Salt Lake City, every one of you is responsible for some of the things that happened in that game because you're all in this together. Either you're in it together or you're not, and I think you are, but I'm just telling you that that was one of the worst things I've ever seen in the history of Florida football, in the history. And I've seen some bad crap, man. Let me tell you, I have seen some awful stuff. In, in Florida football games, I've seen Kyle Morris throw a bunch, throw a bunch of picks in the opener. I've seen, I've seen Florida lose to Georgia Southern for gosh sakes. And Florida losing to Utah was not surprising, nor was it um, something I didn't expect. I, I had no feel for that game. Somebody asked me, or actually several people have asked me in the last two days before the game, once I was able to get out and be in public, actually it was, I guess it was a day and a half, what do you think is going to happen in this game? 
And I said, I have no earthly idea. I just don't know. Because I don't know about Cam Rising. I don't know about the health of some of these guys. It sounds like uh, Whittingham's not that optimistic about it. And I don't know how Florida's going to play. I don't know what Graham Mertz is going to show us. So now we have one game sample size. And again, for you Gator fans who um, obviously have never seen this team practice, all you've seen is a spring game, which you wanted to all throw up in your mouth a little bit about, um, now you know what this Florida team is to start. doesn't mean, and again, I don't want everybody to overreact, although I understand the overreactions. I'm, see, I'm hearing it in the media a lot, and I, I'm not surprised. People tend to overreact, especially people on talk radio. Uh, I'm not saying they're wrong. But let me tell you what, there's a lot of guys, a lot of people, a lot of women too, on sports talk radio and on TV shows doing, and everybody's got a podcast now, including me. If I've got one, you know everybody's got one. There are a lot of people out there who are enjoying this. They're enjoying the fact that Florida can't figure it out and that Florida hasn't been able to figure it out on a consistent basis for a long time. And that is the funny thing. And that is what I'm going to, before I take my first break, that is what I'm going to leave you with. And we're going to get Jonesy's call here in just a minute. But what I'm going to leave you with to, to start this first segment out is this is actually almost better for Florida where they are right now. And, and here's why. The first the, the the first coach came in here in year two. I mean, I, I get it. I'm talking post Urban, okay. And and look, the Urban Spurrier legacy is one reason people enjoy this. They want to see Florida fail because they didn't like Steve, and they didn't like Urban, and they're disappointed in Swamp Kings, and they're they're they didn't like that Spurrier actually spoke the truth and called out coaches who cheated. They don't like that. And they're, they're, they're ready for Florida to suck. And Florida has. But not all the time. And what has happened is coaches come in here and they have success and then it fades out. And they have success and it fades out. Because they aren't building it the right way. Now you've got a coach who is building it the right way, but it ain't a good start. It's six and eight. And it's uh, just some pathetic things happen. And that, I think, is where Gator fans right now are in a real dilemma. Because they're like, hey, I want to get behind this guy, but he won't let me. He won't let me. I want to get behind there and push. And he's like, no, 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 I don't need you. Get away from me. No, I, I'll do this on my own. It's hard to support what we saw last night. But, on the other hand, it's a long season, man. It is a long season. It just didn't start the way we thought it would. I've got a lot of thoughts on, on how the defense played. I've got a lot of thoughts about how Graham Mertz played. I've got a lot of thoughts about the wide receivers. I've got a lot of, thought of, lot of thoughts about them abandoning the running game again, which they've done in the past sometimes. Um... And I'll get to all of them. 
And again, Jeff Cardozo will join us in the second hour, just getting back from lovely Salt Lake City. Let's get to a call before we go to break. Jonesy, what's up? Well, I'll tell you what. I did not call in to rap on the Gators because I missed the days when we was playing for the national title against each other in the 90s. So there's no, there's no game for me to be riding on the Gators. But I'm only focusing on the Seminoles, and I see one thing. And that is that we used to be three and seven, four and eight, and now we had to, we had to climb out. It does hurt when you have to your, your team is not doing so well. But I, I'm 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 like you with the the podcast part. I want to start my own podcast concerning. There's no excuse. Now, last night, I can say this much. There was no excuse going 1-13 and 13 on third down. None. Zero. There's no excuse for that, now. No. And actually, no they weren't much better. Uh, but to go 1-13, for 13 and uh, again, this goes back to the same old argument against the people. There's a lot of people that want Billy Napier to get an offensive coordinator, somebody who can come in with a fresh set of down. I, I will say this, Jonesy. The thing that infuriated me was all last year they would get into the situation where they would have third and ten, and they would go, "We're we know we're going for it on fourth down, so let's have a running play and maybe pick up five and make it a short." And every time it didn't work because the other team knew they were going to do it. So last night they had it again, third and ten. I go, "They're going to run the ball right up the middle," and they did, and they got one yard. So guess what? Now it's fourth and nine. I, I look. I, I know enough about football to know what doesn't work and what you need to get away from, but it, it feels like they're being very stubborn in that way. Yeah, and a team like Utah, I believe they can compete in the SEC. They're physical, and if you, you're going to just run it up the middle, like you say, those guys, are, that's a good defense. That's a real good defense. Yeah, it's a good and, defense, and, but, I mean, the bottom line is – I will say this in the second half. Once they went up 24-3, they basically played soft defense. And that's why Florida was able to hit a lot of plays on them and get down the field. But then Florida couldn't, you know, finish the deal a lot of times because of stupid penalties again. So they almost yeah, let, said, hey, let, let's not do anything stupid. Let's hope Florida can beat itself. And that, that did work out for them. And that sounds like a prevent defense, doesn't it? It never Very wins much the so. game. Yeah. And I would say this much. There's the, the top 100 uh, college players this year. Florida State has six. Okay, there's no excuse. We should be able to be said at the end of the year that we're in contention to be in the, 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 the playoffs. So, well, yeah, I mean, I, like to I me, said, this is a two-game season for FSU, and it's all in September. They got to they got to win this the, game Sunday, and they got to beat Clemson. If if they can do those two things, I have no doubt they'll be in the playoff. And um, you know, it's a lot of pressure on them, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, LSU obviously with a lot of guys out already. You know, Mason Smith and uh, John Air- Emery, the uh, running back, uh, didn't get grades. I guess he's got had grade problems his whole career. So that's good for FSU, and we'll see how they do. 
And I'm going to say one last thing concerning the game last night. The defense wasn't bad. I, I say three plays. But other than that, they shut them down in the second half. Yeah, I, I would right, say it was it was two plays and um the obviously the deep ball and then and then the the 27 yard run um by their running quarterback but again that that is disturbing too because he wasn't going to throw the ball so so get eight in the box yeah. um but that's what Utah did a lot in that game they they played eight in the box and they said Hey, we're not going to let your running backs are the best thing you have. We're going to take them out of the game. And look, every defense goes into a game going, what is their strength? Let's try to take that part away from them. But it shouldn't be that easy, and that that tells you the offensive line could be an issue this year. And I'm not going to say he he needed an offense coordinator. I would say this much. He needs to make a decision. That's it. Yep. Because if he doesn't, and he continues to look that way on offense, we know what the outcome. All right, now, I'll talk to you with you later, though, Dooley. All right, appreciate it, Jonesy. Thanks for the call. Brian, hold on. We'll get to you on the other side. We do have to take a break here. You are listening to the tailgate. Pat Dooley going solo today, but Jeff will be joining us on the phone at in the 5 o'clock hour. Um, so we'll be back here on the tailgate on ESPN WRUF. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Zach Weiss. In the Major League, the Tampa Bay Rays are set to begin a three-game series against the Cleveland Guardians tonight. The Rays currently sit 1.5 games behind the Baltimore Orioles for first place in the AL East. You can find live coverage of that game right here starting at 6.30 p.m. In Gator Sports, Florida Volleyball will be back in action Sunday as they look to stay undefeated on the young season. The Gators are set to host the number 5 ranked Minnesota Golden Gophers in a top 10 matchup. Game time is set for noon. Florida Soccer will also be back in action Sunday as the Gators take on Kennesaw State at 6pm. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card, whether it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck. We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry in shop are always fully in stock. You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators!
There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly May dusts, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly Maid is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Yeah, exactly. okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm, and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself, and I gave him a call, and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout, fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. No radio access? Don't worry. We have you covered. Listen to Gators play-by-play anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, back here, uh, Pat Dooley, back in the studio after two weeks COVID battle. By the way, Mary Wise, thumbs up for uh, the week and a half she's had. Some huge wins. Of course, that win at Stanford, I, I was able to watch it. I get the Pac-12 network. I'm Me and eight other people get it. I guess it, it will go away after uh, this latest news, but... Um, it was certainly uh, a big win. And then they've got a big match Sunday against number five, Minnesota. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on going out there Sunday and watch it. And uh, there's no NFL. There's no excuse for not going out there. I mean, the, even if you're a, you say, oh, college football, college football's at night. It's not during the day. So uh, for that game, that's FSU, LSU. But um, I, I think we had a – look, 
if Nebraska can put 80,000 people in, in the stands for a game or a match against Omaha, Florida should be able to put 10,000 people in the stands for a match against the number five team in the country, especially coming off wins over eight, number eight, and number two. But we're a different animal. That I mean, it, Nebraska, i, I got to give them credit. I, I'm not a big Nebraska guy. I was so happy they lost last night. But you got to give their fans credit. They show up. Let's get to Brian's call and see what he's got for us today. What's up, Brian? Hey, Pat. Man, it's good to have you back. I missed hearing you, hearing your takes the, the last week or two. So I'm glad you're better and you're back on the show. Me too. I am glad I'm better because I, I will say that uh, it's three days of hell, and then it's about oh, well, you know, ten days of just mi- not being happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now, man, and your opening uh, take, I just was like, yes, to, like that. So many things that you said, I was thinking last night. Like, for example, I, I want to get on the Billy train. I really do. You know. But it's so hard. He's just so stubborn. He, he, you know, the other guy talked about he needs an offensive coordinator. I mean, who in the modern game calls the the plays as head coach other than maybe Jimbo Fisher and is actually successful? And you could say Jimbo was when he won a national championship, but he's kind of irrelevant now. But anyway, you've well, I mean, that. I, uh, again, I, I, I I was uh, like a lot of people. I was kind of raised on Spurrier offensively, and he called all the plays. But yeah. it, it can work, and, and I think Brian Kelly calls the plays too. Uh, Kiffin obviously does. I mean, there are coaches who do and yeah. don't want to give it up. I mean, I, I remember Mark Rick had a hard time. They had to pry that out of his hands. Uh, they had to pry it out of the hands of Gus Malzahn. Um, so it, it, yeah. it's hard to give it up. But I, if it's not working, though. You know, right? Yeah, but there was just so many things. Like, I mean, just start with the offensive line, the false starts, the uh, the you know, five sacks they gave up, gave up, couldn't open any holes for the running backs. Um, you know, and then the procedure calls. You know, not getting lined up, and then early in the game, I think we're in the red zone. The clock's running down. Merch doesn't see it. Why? Why isn't the coach calling time out there? We've got. You know, we've got three in the po- in our pocket at that point, and then we get a delay of game and get pushed back. Um, you know, special yeah, teams I, I, fielding a punt yeah, inside I, our five. I'm curious line, whether they have goal. even have people in the press box to watch the game because, I mean, somebody's got to be going, okay, do we have – is there a number different? I mean, that should be – you've got 600 yeah. assistants and quality yeah. control people and analysts – Somebody should be in charge of making sure you have different numbers on the field. It's not that hard. It is a dumb mistake. It's, not. it's so dumb. Like what you can carry what sixty-five players on a, a away game, right? I think they Something they like were that. saying eighty was what Florida was taking out there, and it could be that for a non-conference game you can take eighty. But uh, okay. but again, okay, well, don't don't even get me started on on duplicate jerseys. I think it's the dumbest thing in sports. Okay, that and I've argued. I, I used to argue all the time uh, with Jeremy Foley about this, and he goes, "Well, it's recruiting." I go, "Well, not if everybody in college says no more duplicate jerseys." Well, we have 120 players. They don't dress out. They don't dress out. So 
You can limit it to yeah. 99 players. Believe me. It's stupid. But that's yeah. not why that's not why that happened. It happened because somebody didn't do their job. It, it it's like you said. It's such it's so embarrassing. You know, I go to work today and everybody's laughing about you know the the, the five we teams out there and go to the fridge to grab something. Wait a minute, what, what just happened? Uh, my wife. They had two number threes on the field at the same time. I'm like, what the, what the heck is that? How, I, yeah, I you know, Brian, it's football. not, li- it's not like I, I've never seen that penalty happen before, but it's happened about once every four or five years. You know, is <laughs> yeah. that it happens to Florida anyway. Brian, appreciate the call. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, thanks. Let's get Tim's call in. What's up, Tim? How you doing? Tim? Hello, Tim. Nah, Tim, I'm hanging up on you. Let's go to Lee. What's up, Lee? What's up, Patrick? Uh, not much. Hey, I can't think of a national title winning head coach for 30 years that called their own plays. I, I looked it up in Steve an almanac. Spurrier? And I, Spurrier was the last one, I think. Uh, you know, th- it's becoming increasingly more rare. And the guys who do call their own plays, like Lane Kiffin, are gurus. And Napier would admit he's not a guru. He's a CEO. He's a program builder. And so it does feel like a fatal flaw. It does feel a little champ esque that he hasn't figured it out. And now I'm concerned that you'll be in a position where next year you go, okay, I'm going to bring an OC in here now who's going to want to come if you've had another five and seven season you you have to you got all well that's not going to be what scares them away what's going to scare them away is how how many years can you give me on the contract are you going to be out of here and I'm about to find another job and that is part of the problem I mean um you know you're in in a bad situation now and then you're in a bad situation to hold on to the number three recruiting class because like it or not the national perspective is not good, and I know that that's not always informed, but kids are watching TikTok. They're looking at these social media sites that are clowning the Gators, and that's not good either. So, I don't know. It just feels like... Yeah, but you know what? You know, I, I, will, I always go back to this. I mean, a couple of years ago, FSU was the, the ones being clowned, and they, they overcame that. They, they were able to, to recruit well, and they did a great job in the portal. Now they're all of a sudden... Tim Harbaugh's another one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it. it I, look, there's a way to overcome all the problems that Florida has. There's no excuses anymore, but they've just got to improve on the things they're not good at, and they haven't been I good mean, at for 14 games. That's exactly right, Pat. I think that you can discount a lot of the stuff. Uh, you know, game one, the O-line hasn't gelled yet, uh, jitters on the road. You discount a lot of that stuff, which you – have to take away is what have we seen across 14 games and what we've seen is poor clock management there's no flow to the offense i don't know what their identity is and and that's troubling from a schematic standpoint but i think from the abstract looking the you know 30,000 uh foot view pat building a program takes time and it could take four or five years like it did with harbaugh but building a program doesn't happen in a vacuum. And what Napier's up against is you juxtapose what he's going through building this program versus how well Jalen Rashada did last night or 
how well Brian Kelly's doing or other coaches that were available during that hiring cycle. And it's juxtaposed against that, and that is going to put a ton of pressure on him. By the way, Jane Rashada last night did throw for 236, but they won 24-21 over Southern Utah. And if you can give me their nickname, I will give you something. I don't know what. The Salukis. No, they're the Thunderbirds, <laughs> baby. But uh, I and I I want I was re- you know I got done working and I was ready to watch. I, I want to watch some more college football, and so I put that game on. Guess what? They were in a a dust delay. Literally, there was a, a thunderstorm delay. came in and gave and all this dust was all over the stadium. and They couldn't play. They had a two hour delay. I'm like I'm not I'm not going to hold on on that. That's not going to work. Uh, Pat, the last thing I'll leave you with because I want to ask you what your opinion on this is. The fragmenting of Gator Nation, there's a lot of toxicity that we've seen because of three, four coaching hires. And so you have half the fans that are mad at blaming the coaches. The other half the fans are saying that the negative fans are the problem. The media doesn't want to blame the coaches. They blame the players. You've got a lot of people at each other's throats. I I can't remember a time that there's been more toxicity in the Gator uh, fan base. And I want to hear what your opinion is about that, because this could be a long season if everybody's blaming each other for what we're seeing on the field. Thanks, Pat. Thanks a lot, Lee. Appreciate the call. Well, there is it is not good. There, it, there's no doubt about it. Within the Gator Nation, it's there's a big split and everything. And I got emails from people last night that I never thought would be bashing the University of Florida or anything they're doing. Um, and I've gotten calls today from people the same way. So, or, and I, and texts and everything from people just really upset. And I get it. I get why they're upset. Um, I do think that during the, uh, when Muschamp lost to Georgia Southern, that fan base totally quit on them. They, they were done with them. Um, and even though he, beat Georgia the next year, finally. Uh, but they kind of gave up on him. But this is kind of unique uh, for for Florida. I mean, to be in a situation where you get a guy and you hire a coach and everybody thinks it's a great hire and you every time you, wanna, you want to love him, he gives you reason not to. And it's not – I mean, again, I'm not blaming Billy Napier, but he's in charge. He's the man who's in charge of making sure you have no duplicate numbers on the field. He's the man who's in charge of getting better quarterback play in here. Um, and that's what a lot of people are going to be upset about. I get it. It's, it. I understand it. We are have got full phone lines, but I tell you what, i got to take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back. I think next up is Craig. We'll get to you as soon as we do that. You're listening to the tailgate. Pat Dooley in here, back from COVID. So I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm able to talk to you, even though you're not happy. We'll be back with more on the tailgate on WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing, since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 043. We're constantly telling you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed. And if you got anything just laying around in the drawer or you just need a little extra cash, we'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry, making people sparkle and smile for decades. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. You still can't find them? Just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A flash flood watch continues for counties along the I-75 corridor through tonight. Thunderstorms will continue to be possible well into the evening, and they could produce excessive rain rates, which could lead to flash flooding. Storms finally dying out after midnight and low temperatures in the morning in the mid-70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. The hunt for the national championship begins in Happy Valley as the seventh-ranked Penn State Nittany Lions host the West Virginia Mountaineers. Hi, this is TJ Reeves. Join LeVar Arrington and me for all the action as James Franklin and the Nittany Lions get a tough opening week test against upset-minded West Virginia. It's number seven Penn State and West Virginia. If it's NCAA football, it's right here. Coverage starts Saturday night at 7 on WRUF. Bump, set, spike. 
We are your home for Gator women's volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, uh, I am back here again. Jeff's going to join us in the next hour. Let's get to Craig. He's been on hold for a while. Craig, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Pat. I'm glad you're feeling better. You should be Thank the you. leader of the week for doing that podcast. <laughs> We're during COVID, but I appreciate the content every week. Uh, so the Tuesday podcast last week was painful. And it, I went yeah. back and watched it, and I was like, oh, my God. I remember when you felt this bad. But, I, you know, it gave me something to do for an hour at least. <laughs> Yeah. So, and by the way, I'm only two and a half hours from Cedar City, so I have driven by Southern Utah's University Stadium a few times on the way to go to the snow team. So I do know where the where they're at. Okay, gotcha. And yeah, and so my my thing this is listen. I go back to my first game at Florida Field. We lost to Memphis State. I was at the game. I thought I'd never be asked to Florida Field back. I I am more disappointed in the details of the games that Billy said he was going to really narrow down. I think the special teams is absolutely horrendous. He's called the game change coordinator. Yes, that game, you're, the game change based on special teams, based on you've got to stop taking kicks inside the five. In college football, they give you the 25 for free. You're on the road. If you're on the goal line, just wave their cats, let it go over your head. Let's start with at the 25 with a new quarterback with a new old line. That's the thing that drives me nuts where, listen, I'm not the biggest Urban fan, but I'm giving credit. Special teams was dialed in 100% with that team. The details were with the two. I think Billy will turn this around, but my biggest fear is, will he die on the sword, like you're saying, as giving up the play calling? That's the only thing I could see him having to do. But I also think at some point he's got to maybe shed some of the ULL staff that's over there and maybe get some better guys on the staff that understand the game a little bit better. Well, I mean, just there, there are some simple things that shouldn't be that hard to understand. Um, but I think about two or three years ago, I said this on the air. I said, Florida needs to bring Urban Meyer in as special teams consultant. And if they get better on special teams, you know what? He'll be in the ring of honor then. If all these people that are, don't want him in the ring of honor, if he, if he can solve the special teams problem that has plagued Florida – for the last few years since Kadarius Tony left and Kadarius Tony made a lot of things happen on his own. Um, it, it's, it's just been like, you get to a point where you're like, I just hope they don't lose the game. And then they did lose the game last night. Um, because when you think about the, the, the shank punt, the obvious penalty that, that led to a, um, a score. I mean, that is a in a game where you can't make mistakes. They made a lot of mistakes. And that's the thing that's driving me nuts because I think Billy is building it the right way, like you're saying. He is really clean house last year. Like We knew when I was at the South Carolina game, I heard the rumbling saying, hey, they're going to clean house. They're going to get guys that want to play be Gators and be unselfish. But the lack of details and discipline, I mean, not lining up correctly twice. Twice you didn't have enough guys on the line of scrimmage. Again, the punt in the first half, on that on the play with the double number 
penalty, he fair caught the ball at the four. That covered that one up a little bit. I'm sh- I hope they had a talk at halftime and said, hey, don't do it again. What happened in the second half? He caught the ball at the one on the run. Yeah, that was bad. But it was actually the five. But I will say this. The one time they didn't field it, it went dead at the three. So um, I do understand why guys I – mean, but, I mean – you and I are old school, Brian. When we, we grew up and we said, if you put your feet at the 10, if it goes over your head, let it go. If they down at the one, they down at the one. But now guys are fielding the ball, and, and I think it was um, uh, Wilson. Uh, was it Trey? Yeah. He felt, he, he, it was on the run, and it was, he had to make an over-the-shoulder catch at the five. And I'm like, no, that's the ball you let go. Um but again, that, there was a there is a long list of things they can correct, and that are I will I don't want I hate to use the Zook term, but they are correctable. But when you go, you know, into your first game and do all the same crappy bad things you did uh, last year and, and to get to six and seven, it, it's discouraging. There's no doubt about it. Well, I appreciate the work. Tell Robbie we said hi. I love. I miss the Swamp Cast days when you guys used to do the videos <laughs> after the game on Gatorsports.com. I I know you guys used to have to fight the lawnmowers, the vacuums, yeah, and all that. Those are the good guys, old days. You guys always got it in. You always got it in, and I love those videos. I appreciate it, Craig. Uh, let's get uh, let's get Ice Cream Joe in here. What's up, Ice Cream Joe? Hey, appreciate it, man. Glad to hear you're doing better. A couple questions. Yeah, do you have any you. ice cream available, by the way? Uh, no, I got I got a ton of it up here, up there. <laughs> got ten percent for the big guy too, but that's a different day, different story. Oh man, is uh, what are we gonna do? Special teams is I thought Pearsall was gonna be handling those punts. Is uh, I saw him in there once, but then after- he was in, I think, for the first two or three. I know he. He ran back one, and then he fair caught the other one. He might have been in there for three. I don't know why they made that change. And so yeah, yeah. And that's a that's a good question for Billy Napier is why you made that change. I don't know. I don't know that that was a problem for Florida though. Um, yeah, uh, that, he's got a little more confidence in Pearsall. I think he'll he'll make better. Yeah, I mean, look, that's one thing you have to say. Florida's wide receivers were pretty good in that game. And that, that was an area where we hoped they would be better, and they were better. I mean, uh, no doubt yeah. Caleb Douglas is ready to have a big year, and Pearsall was great. Even Jonathan Odom at tight end had a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, certainly uh, Wilson was good. Um, that yeah. wasn't their problem. Yeah. Is uh, offensive line, I think that's our big issue so far, is uh, – is that the reason why we weren't running the ball last night and doing the passing? I know we were down, and we had to try to, you know, make up some scores, but I just feel like, you know, that they don't have confidence in running the ball uh, this year. Yeah, I, 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 they, ETN and Johnson had 10 carries in the entire game. Johnson, I, know. I, I love him as a player, had three carries. That's two NFL backs right there. Yeah, that's know? not uh, – I, I know the offensive line wasn't performing well, but e- – so you have a choice. Either we're not – we're going to try to just get it to you three yards at a time or we're going to let our quarterback get his ass kicked. And that's what happened. Yeah. And, and they, yeah. Were, they were all over him because they couldn't block him. So I think I think, you know, I mean, obviously Kingsley didn't play in the game. 
Mm. He's a good player. I don't know if he's a great player. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly not Osiris Torrance. There were times last yeah. year when everybody was cursing his name. So uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens going forward here and whether they can solve all the problems. they got a lot of problems to solve. And the good yeah, thing is they have, uh, in my mind, two weeks and two days to solve those problems. Yeah, they do. They got two weeks, and Tennessee's coming, and I we, maybe we can regroup as we always seem to show up for Tennessee. And, uh, that's the hoop, you know. They got to they got to get it together in two weeks. As I'm gonna say, they can. I'm gonna say they can do it, but uh, you know, I'll believe it when I see it too. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's <laughs> kind of the way I went into this first game. I went. I have no idea what I'm going to see, and I won't. I hope they're better. I keep hearing they're better. There's a lot of people saying that they're better, but the yeah, bottom line right. is they weren't better. That's the bottom. That's that's yeah. all you can take out of game one. And again, when you don't get to watch practice, you have to go by what no. you see in the games. You know, and I thought I would see fire. I mean, I thought I would see them. You know, you you read the stories about you know they were motivated by the Swamp Kings and all this kind of stuff, and they want to get back to that. I thought I would see fire, and and I just didn't. And I kind of started as the game went on, and you're watching. You know, we're down, yeah. and I was listening to the radio broadcast, and the guys were just kind of pulling their hair out, like we got to speed it up here, guys. We got to go. We got to go. And I just don't see it. You could yeah. tell, you know, they just they weren't. They were still in low gear, and. It's, I thought I thought their head coach was in low gear too, to be honest with you. Yeah, and, that's, and that's I don't know what my point. I don't know if he's got a, a hip gear. problem or whatever, but he was he was hobbling around on the sideline, so maybe well, they, he was distracted was, by that. I don't know, but I just it just seems like low energy, and you know I just I need to see some fire from the coaching staff and from the players, yep. and they got to they got to be able to go to a quick offense where they're not so just lumbering along too exactly I, the, I there's a lot the of clock. things you know, i would do clock differently there's a lot of things i would have done differently about what they did and i'm not yeah. that stupid okay <laughs> <laughs> i think i know a little bit about college football i don't know about this team i don't know about the players i don't know about their personalities but i know what i watch and i know what i see and i know what i saw uh last night in in several games and i know what yeah. is Kind of sad. Um, Ice Cream Joe, appreciate the call. we got to get out of here for a break. All right. Take care, man. All right. We will do that, and then we will come back. we got full lines. Not full lines. we got three calls. We have five lines now. I, I, I go away for, yeah, vacation, two weeks vacation. I come back. we got five lines. It's amazing. I, but we, have, we still have to take three breaks an hour. So we'll do one right now. We'll be back with more. Mike, you're up next here on the tailgate. Now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Zach Weiss. In Gator Sports, Florida Volleyball will be back in action Sunday as they look to stay undefeated on the young season. The Gators are set to host the number five ranked Minnesota Golden Gophers in a top 10 matchup. Game time is set for noon. Florida soccer will also be back in action Sunday as the Gators take on Kennesaw State at 6 p.m. In the major leagues, the Tampa Bay Rays are set to begin a three-game series against the Cleveland Guardians tonight. The Rays currently sit 1.5 games behind the Orioles for first place in the AL East. You can find live coverage of that game right here starting at 6.30. Finally, in high school football, the defending state champion Hawthorne Hornets travel to Newberry for a matchup with the Panthers tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. 
I'm Zach White. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down. So come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. Get ready for International Diamond Center's biggest ever designer bridal event. Featuring the entire collections from the nation's top two designers. Takori and Viraggio come together on the IDC stage next weekend, September 8th, 9th, and 10th. See hundreds of new spectacular rings and get 36 months zero interest financing. See the entire collection from Takori. Exquisite handcrafted rings from true artisans in California. And coming in from New York, see all the latest from Viraggio. Unique, distinctive, and personalized. Find the ring of your dreams and enjoy three years, zero interest financing. Plus, at this event, when you buy any Takori or Viraggio ring, IDC will give you a $500 gift card. Buy the matching wedding band and get a $1,000 gift card. Don't miss this remarkable opportunity to see and compare the world's top two ring designers side by side. And let IDC's experts help you match up the most perfect diamond for the ring you fall in love with. Don't miss this unprecedented event next weekend, September 8th, 9th, and 10th, exclusively at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Approved credit. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Gator Talk with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, got about five minutes left in this hour. Jeff will join us in the second hour via the phone for a, a segment. Let's get to the phone to get Mike's call. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Pat. How you doing, bud? Good. Well, first of all, the state of the program uh, – I think when Napier took over, it was 
probably at one of the lowest points ever in all the 56 years I've watched it. It this the, the emotional, uh, given 100 percent, guys that really wanted to play on every play. That Mullen brought that down so low. We had to get rid of so many players. I don't think anybody's taken over a Gator program with was in worse shape than what Napier took over. So I've, I've got to give a lot of that. And I, I understood that it's going to take a year or two to make a transition. So the, I think the people who are calling for him to be fired now are not the majority of Gator fans. They realize it's much more complicated than that. Napier's got a really good recruiting class going. The things that... Unless he's stubborn. Yeah, you've got to be kind of an idiot to want him to be fired after one, yeah, I agree. one game in his, yeah, in his I, second yeah. year. Yeah, And, Pat, also, a lot of those people are calling in. They're from other teams. They're Georgia fans going in and trying to say stuff like that. You you don't know who the person is. I'm a Gator fan. They might be a Georgia Bulldog fan. So don't – I think that you need to stop taking social media as the opinion of the majority of Gator fans. Uh, but – but they are. I don't really spend any time there, so I, you know, I. Uh, I don't, you know, I stopped five years ago. I, I, I'm not going to do anything on social media. It's just uh, not good. But um, the things that he needs to correct. Well, first I'll say the pluses. I thought the defensive line and the uh, linebacker play was much better. I thought the tackling was better. Um, on a minus, I the secondary needs a lot of work. Um, uh, I thought the another minus was the offensive line really disappointed in their play, uh, but they're young and uh, that's something that can get a lot better during the year if they've got the the right coaching. Billy's got to start showing some kind of emotion. The team feeds off. I don't want somebody going ballistic like Mullen and making an idiot out of himself, but I do want a coach who looks like he's really in the game and is in on every play and he's, uh, you know, when the team go, comes off the field, he's out there. You know, I don't see – he just is kind of monotone the whole time. You know, you've got to bring up your energy level. And he's got to stop waiting till we're two touchdowns down to open up the offense. It's just – it's a, a replay of everything that happened last year. Yeah, I, I do there. think a little bit of it, too, last night was that they were they were able to kind of take up chunks of yardage because Utah, once they went up 21 points, they said, this team isn't going to score 21 against us, so let's just make let them take time. So, I mean, there were, there were a lot of – and then when they got down there, you'll guess what happened? Florida couldn't score. Yeah, because of uh, unforced penalties, pre-snap penalties. Yep. It was just – another thing is the team has got to be more disciplined. You know, just too no, many no things doubt. that sh- no doubt. shouldn't happen. And that's from the coach. The coach has got to bring his energy level up, and he's got to get these players to be more focused and get really care about what they're doing. Um, the oh, wait, I want to make one more point. Oh, you got one minute. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have one really high, highly qualified special teams uh, coaches than two offensive line coaches to coach five positions. We, who I don't know who's kind of in charge, but I don't think we even have a special teams coach. And and that's a well big they part of they the do, problem. but it's he's not listed as a full time coach, but you know he's doing okay. full time coaching, yeah. But yeah, he's I'm not doing not very that. good full time coaching. I would no, say. he's not bad. But don't, don't people you got to stick with him. He's got a good recruiting class. 
but he's got to get better at a lot of stuff. Yep, absolutely, Thanks, Mike. Thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, I haven't disagree with anything anybody said. Tim, the tool man, and David, hold on. We'll get you on the other side, but we have to get out of here for the top of the hour break. Jeff Cardoza will do- join us, but if you guys stay on, we'll we'll put you patch you right through to the great Jeff Cardozo who has uh, just got back from Utah. We'll, we'll find out about all the fun he had out there pounding liquor and drinks and everything and showing them copies of his Hustler magazines and just freaking people out. I'm hoping that's what happened, but probably didn't. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Second hour brought to you by Melvin Law coming up here on the tailgate on WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Is joint pain, soreness, and achiness getting in the way of your best life? Football legend Emmett Smith refuses to back down to pain. That's why he's a huge advocate for QC Kinetics and their natural approach to getting you relief. Look, we get one trip around. So I wouldn't ever let pain stop me from hanging out with my race team, traveling with my family, or golfing with my friends. Emmett's got it right. And QC Kinetics uses regenerative medicine to relieve that never-ending pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, and back. And the best news, there's nothing foreign being introduced into your body. Just your own body's natural healing properties. No surgery or no downtime. If pain's holding you back, maybe it's tennis, pickleball, running, hiking, or spending time with special people in your life, what are you waiting for? This is precious time. Get out there and get over to QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm, and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melden Law from friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you give us a call at 1-800-373-8000 at Melden Law we won't back down. 
Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five-star star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time you can be part of the show by calling 392 talk that's 392-8255 you know if i'm saying something to you i don't say to you i'm gonna say something to you and then say it i just say it or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at jeff cardoza uf and at pat underscore dueling the grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold it's time to tailgate here are jeff and pat All right, we are back here. Second hour brought to you by Melvin Law. We will not be joined by the great Jeff Cardozo. He is still in the airport, still still getting back from uh, Salt Lake City, but that's fine. We have plenty of callers, and I'm sure we'll have more as the second hour goes by. And again, we're, we're just, whatever you guys want to talk about, this is why... Um, I made sure that I got through with COVID just in time to get in here to talk about the Gators' loss. Let's get Tim, Tim the Tool Man. What's going on, Tim? What's going on, my man? How you doing? I'm doing better. You doing bad or doing better? Better, better, better. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, man. Me too. You know what? Um, I'm going to just say this right here. You know, uh, in regards to the whole coaching Staff, you know, I, I, I did see one coach on the sideline, very animated, and he was like, he, "I'm cracking up my car right now." Um, but he was, he, you know, he was animated, and that was a defensive coordinator. Yeah, he was. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, it. and I, I like that. He had that fire in him, and you know, they said he did have, uh, did have the potential to get hit on some big plays, but overall, you know, I, I don't have, I have a little bit of beef with, with the defense, but not too much because they were, they also had to work with short, with short ends of the field. There were, I didn't really see a bunch of long. Whoop, Tim, I think we lost you. You, you, you keep know, going man. in and out. Yeah. Oh, okay. I saw the one big play and I saw, um, you know the sh- them having to deal with the with the short field. Overall, I think the defense played uh, played pretty cool, played pretty good. 
Well, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a a two pronged argument about this, and one one is pro and one is pos, uh, is negative. One, the pro part is th- this defense with the game on the line after they gave up uh, the the touchdown on the inter- after the interception. This defense gave up five yards the entire third quarter uh, when they when they were trying to get back into the game, and that is a good sign. They only gave up 38 in the entire second half. Now, there were some kneel downs there at the end that were a little bit deeper than normal, but that's still, they, they did a good job. The negative is Utah really didn't try to do much offensively after they, they got that 24-3 lead. They kind of got conservative. The one play they ran that was a little bit exotic was obviously the throwback play where Vele, the uh, wide receiver, had a guy wide open down the field and overthrew him, or that would have been another six points. So, but for yeah. the most for the most part, the defense did good, but you know they also weren't challenged, especially because of the situation um, with them getting a, a, able to get that lead. Yeah, yeah. Now, now in regards to like the receivers, I'm I'm also thinking this right here, like. Yes, we did throw for a lot of yards, but how how many of those, like, was that also a part of, like, you know what I'm saying, Utah really not game planning for the receiving, for the receivers like that. You know what I mean? I mean, because, I mean, yeah, we got, like, we did we, we did good. You know what I'm saying? We did all right with the, with the receivers, but I just, I'm just a little – hesitant on like you know what I'm saying like being like the receiving core was like superb but the receiving No, I I think they played I think defensively they started playing a little softer and that that got some guys open but Florida kind of went to this kind of screen short pass game that we thought was what they were going to run earlier and um it worked pretty well but again they were dropping off a little more they were they were saying hey we don't need to uh come up here tight because We've got a we've got a twenty one point lead. I think that was a big factor in it. Yeah, yeah, and and, and another thing too with me is like I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not throwing in the towel on on Napier right now because like granted a lot of those players this is their first time playing together. You know what I mean? And they went into a very hostile environment. Yeah. And you know, so I'm not. It's not an ideal opener. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It was. It, it wasn't an ideal opener for them because I mean the team is the team is so. I mean they got transfers and whatever, but this team, the like the experience is young. Oh, it's a me. very young so, team, and I was. Yeah. That is the reason, and and some people got mad at me, but I picked Utah to win the game, and the reason was because they were so experienced versus yeah. how inexperienced Florida was, and. and that may not make a difference when you're going somewhere, but when you're and in other words, if Utah was coming here, I still would have liked Florida in that game. But because you're going on the road and you got guys doing it for the first time and they've never seen this place and uh, I'm not making excuses, I'm just saying that's why I pick Utah. Yeah, yeah, and it's not an excuse to me. It's not an excuse. It's a it's a fact. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the reality. Even with the Oregon State game last year. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a reality. Like when you have teams going into environments or playing against teams that have been together, that are that are co- really good cohesive unit 
fundamentally playing teams and you're not, you know, you, you, your guys aren't experienced and they don't have that cohesion yet, yeah, it's you, like, you're going to have some – you're going to have some – It's like the NCAA play. tournament. You know, you want to bet on the teams that have older guys. You know, they've yeah, been – Just like they, with, yeah, with Kentucky's old team, with Kentucky's teams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kentucky brings all these – Five stars in, and then they go out in the second round. And, and, and Calipari's happy because he didn't have to coach anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to talk, man. No and, problem. And uh, hopefully, hopefully the basketball team looks good this year. Boy, this is early to be to be hoping for basketball, but <laughs> thanks for the call, Tim. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, look at it this way: you got a great volleyball team that just beat number two in the country and has a big match against number five in the country Sunday at noon. Head out, out to the O-Dome and watch that. That's that's what I'm going to do Sunday. I can promise you that. Because there is a game that night that I want to watch, but there is nothing during the day. Let's get David's call. What's up, David? How you doing? Hey, Pat. Well, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't move on to baseball. Um, that's a little early, though. Yeah, um, I mean, we, they don't even start till February, so... <laughs> <laughs> the uh i you know for the first time in history i agree with most of what mike said um but um you know i just uh we shot ourselves in the foot a lot and, and i'm hoping i'm hoping some of that we could chalk up to um inexperience um but i i think i was i was listening to shane this morning and i agree with him 100 percent um he said they should have, after that first drive, they should have opened it up and just started throwing the ball over the place because they were stacking eight guys in the box, yeah. and you can't bang your head against the wall. You can't just run in, keep running into that, and unless you got Georgia's offensive line and, and you can think you could push them around. But uh, I, I think they just waited too long to open it up. Uh, yeah, and, they, know, I mean, they only they, ran they, the ball 11 times in the whole game. So it wasn't like they, yeah. they kept going to the run, um, you know, I mean, when you only run it 11 times, I mean, Montrell yeah. Johnson, who I think is a really good back, had one carry in the first half. Um, yeah. So they did – it's not like they kept banging it against the wall. They just they just struggled to do everything in the first half. And then all of a sudden they, it was almost like they got a grip on what they were trying to do and figured it out. But that was a long time to wait. And then by then you're down 24-3. to three. Well, the other thing is I think they should have been throwing more behind, you know, the linebackers as well. And maybe put in four receivers and get a matchup with a receiver on a linebacker. Create some mismatches there. Um, yeah, I they just, did. I mean, they I went know. to a lot of empty sets. So, so uh, in fact, yeah. sometimes I was like, I'm not a big fan of the empty set, only because it says we're not going to run the ball. Um, but I, I think you have to have at least a threat of a run, just to have one back in there. But they went to a lot of empty sets. Um, I don't think they had a bad game plan. I just don't think it was executed. And I think obviously that comes down to coaching. You know, you yeah, you, you got to do a better job. And and Billy Napier yeah. said as much. We got to coach them better. And I, I there's no doubt they ne- they need to be better coaches. And they and we hoped it would be better this year. It so far game one doesn't seem to be. Uh, yeah, and and I agree with uh, agree with you on. I mean, do they spend? I mean, how much? They must not spend very much time on special teams. I, you know, <laughs> I, that and, that has been a problem for me for three years, and this isn't just Napier problem. But the look, if you're going to say that the game is offense, defense, and special teams, it's three pronged, 
you've got to spend as much time on special teams as you do on offense and defense. And I don't know what they're doing because we're obviously not able to watch practice. But all I know is they've been bad on special teams for two years in a row, and and actually three years in a row. Um, and I don't, yeah. I, I can't yeah, not, explain. Not a lot even of mediocre. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, at least get to mediocre. You know what I mean? So it's not hurting you. I mean, you can use Urban use special teams for as an advantage. You know, so uh, I mean, we're not even clo- close to that. We're negative. You know, let's let's, let's at least put enough in to be neutral. Yeah, it's got to a point negative, where I'm yeah. like, just don't hurt the team. If you don't, if you don't hurt the team, they got a chance to win. It did totally. And how do you? And how do you have two number threes on the field? Um, well, I mean, it's not I, like it's not like it's a stunner. I mean, you had a a number three that was going back to field a punt, and then for some reason, number three in Jason Marshall was also on the field. But that is a totally a coaching mistake. That's not a player mistake. Absolutely. Absolutely, and and uh, well, I heard that he um, that one uh, uh, the Wilson just changed numbers. He was twenty nine. He went to three, but I mean, come on. <laughs> well, are you not aware of that? Is yeah, nobody exactly. is, is this being know. kept a secret from the coaches? <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> oh man! All right, Pat, I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, David, thanks for the call. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Tennessee Mike's up. What's up, Mike? Hey, Pat. Uh, glad you sounded healthy there. Thank you. I feel better. I agree with you 95% of the time on sports, Pat. 95% of the time I don't on politics, but we both took four of those clot shots. You scared me getting sick. I took five, actually. So yeah, I, I might have had five. Damn. Are, well, are, 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 actually, how are you feeling now? How, how are you oh, feeling I'm, now? I'm fine now, and it's it's clear it would have been really bad if I hadn't taken them. If a hundred percent's perfect, where would you? Are you ninety percent? I would say I'm about ninety percent. There was a point yeah. where I was about ten percent. So yeah, that's Damn. a big improvement. I, it was it was bad, but I mean, I never thought I, I I I literally thought I was dying, but only because I was being paranoid. But I really was never. I was sick. I was. I had like the worst yeah. flu slash sinus infection of my life. So it's yeah. not it's not fun. I don't wish it on my worst enemy, even you, yeah. Cattleman. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Praise God, you're healthy. Hey, Pat. Uh, three things, real quick. Uh, you've only had this question a million times, but I, but I want to hear it from you. How do two? I'm sure there's some trainer getting fired or blasted. How do two guys get told from Florida they get to wear number three? Steve said all schools do it. How does somebody sit down and say, "Hey, dudes"? You can both wear number three. The only answer I can come up with is recruiting. How's that? Oh, it's totally that, and that is why I've had that argument. I used to have that argument with Jeremy Foley all the time, that I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. Um, But the bottom line is, just make sure they're not on the field at the same time. It's not that hard. I have. It's not like I've never seen that happen before. I've seen that penalty call before, but it's usually like once every three years. With all the with all the game, not a, it, it, I don't think it's ever happened for Florida, so that is just a huge mistake. But I mean, the bottom line is uh, for because they're so. This is an easy fixable problem, but it's never going to get fixed. All you have to do is say, "Look, you can't have duplicate numbers in college football," and that that problem goes away. But mm-hmm. most schools don't have that problem of having two guys on the field at the same time. What would Spurrier have said to two dudes wanting to wear the same number? 
Oh, I think they did at Florida when he was there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I, I'm shocked to hear this. Steve said that all schools do it. Maybe oh, everybody we're zeroing in on this, but but that's a bad penalty, man. That changed the game. That might have been the biggest play of the game, and you're getting penalized for two dudes wearing the same number. Well, then don't have them on the field. I mean, that's the rule. Well, and they know the rule, right, and right. it's a very clear rule. But I, right. I mean, every team does have duplicate numbers well, all over the place. Uh, that's, I mean, I, I, I think you agree with me, Pat. That's a bad excuse, not a good excuse. All right, second question, Pat. Did I'm not making an excuse. I'm a, I, no, I know you're not. I know you're not. That's a bad explanation. You should tell these dudes if you're getting on, if you're wearing, nobody wears the same number. Sorry about recruiting. Sorry about your Instagram. No dudes wear the same number. It's pretty simple. But second question. Well, it's got to be a. It's got to be something that the NCAA says is illegal. No, 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 I, no! You got to look in house on that. That goes straight to well, neighbors. So, that so should then never happen. So then you're going, you're you're telling me that you're going to do not do what everybody else is doing. And if Georgia says we can, yeah, you can <sighs> wear number three because we have a number three, but well, you can wear number three. That it's it's you know it is well, a, it would be a recruiting disadvantage to do that. Well, okay, I want I want to move along, but I, I don't swallow that. I think that's just. That's just crap. You should tell these dudes, we all got a number, nobody wears duplicate numbers. Second question, Pat, did Persall catch that ball or not before Florida's touchdown? Uh, it was close. I, I, I think if it, they had ruled it the other way, it would have gone back the other way. It was one of those typical plays. But I do think he – I don't know. It was close. I, I don't know. I thought, I, thought he, I thought he – and there's nothing against who you're rooting for. I thought he didn't catch the ball. So, so, what, so what's your answer, yes or no? Uh, well, obviously the official said yes, so I'll say yes. Okay, so you oh, so okay, and uh, last thing for you, Pat. Let's face it, uh, uh, Tennessee coming to town. We'll see Tennessee on uh, tomorrow pretty quick. This is looking like a Florida Super Bowl. What do you think? I thought Florida played better than most of your callers, and hang in there. All right, thanks. Appreciate the call. Um, well, they played well late. <laughs> You know, but they they they've got to find a better way to start. I'm actually getting ready to go through Georgia's roster, and I'll give you the duplicate number of duplicate numbers. Duplicate numbers, while I find it to be the stupidest thing in all of sports, it's right up there with the All Star Game deciding home field advantage. It's dumb, but it's not like Florida's the only team that has this. So I'll, I'll give you Georgia's numbers in a bit. Butch, hold on, we'll get to you on the other side. We got to take a break. You are listening to The Tailgate here on ESPN. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Zach Weiss. In the Major League, the Tampa Bay Rays are set to begin a three-game series against the Cleveland Guardians tonight. The Rays currently sit one and a half games behind the Orioles for first place in the AL East. You can find live coverage of that game starting right here at 6.30. In Gator Sports, Florida Volleyball will be back in action Sunday as they look to stay undefeated on the young season. The Gators are set to host the number 5-ranked Minnesota Golden Gophers in a top-10 matchup. Game time is set for noon. In high school football, the defending state champion Hawthorne Hornets travel to Newberry tonight for a matchup with the Panthers. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. 2023 is flying by, and suddenly it's football season. Get your friends and family together and come on down to Gainesville's iconic restaurant, Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. At Leo's, we're serving our famous deep-dish pizza, heavenly garlic knots, and the ever-popular salad bar the same way we've been doing it since 1976. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for the sexy food pics and the fundraising calendar. And, of course, don't forget to say you heard me on the tailgate. Oh, no, not only salsa do. We're constantly telling you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed. And if you got anything just laying around in the drawer or you just need a little extra cash, we'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry, making people sparkle and smile for decades. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout, fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. The WRUF Radio App. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. 
This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we are back here on the show. Pat Dooley going solo today. Jeff just getting back, still in the airport from uh, Utah. And obviously that has been a big topic of conversation today. By the way, I did go and look it up. I was just curious. I looked at uh, the roster that they have posted for the University of Georgia, the two-time defending national champs. They have 37 duplicate numbers on their team, according to their roster. Now, not all 37 of those duplicate numbers will be on the field. We all know that. I think you get 80 for road non-con games and uh, 65 maybe for for home games. I don't, I don't know the exact numbers, but you try to eliminate them. But the best players want to have certain numbers, and that's what you do. Again, I'm only going to say this one more time. If the NCAA wants to solve this that as an issue, um, they just got to stop allowing duplicate numbers. It's not a problem. But it's not an issue. It's just that Florida put two guys out there with the same number. It happens about once every four years that I see this happen. It, I have, it's not like I've never seen it happen before. I certainly don't think I've ever seen it be as impactful in a game as this one was. Let's get back to the phones and Butch is up. What's going on, Butch? Hey, not much. Glad you're back. Thanks. Anyway, to get right on to the point, well, I didn't make that sound sincere, did I? Anyway. <laughs> Um, I know, I mean, I'm not a Florida fan. I, I have no real beef with anything that went on, except that I think I understand underlying what Florida fans' frustration are, and I've never heard anybody say it. Well, the cupboard was depleted. LSU's cupboard wasn't depleted. I think they were worse off in Florida. I think the issue is is that I think a lot of Florida fans, I know a lot of my friends do go, how can, how can they go get who they got for coach, and we wind up with who we got, not to disperse Napier at all, but you see what does that make sense? That they're looking at it and going, "We could have had him." Well, maybe you couldn't. Maybe he wouldn't have come here. But I can't see. You, the you're talking about who? More attractive job. You could have had who? Uh-huh. The coach at LSU. Brian, uh, Kelly. Brian Kelly. Well, no, I don't yeah. think they thought Brian Kelly was in the mix. But that kind of is not the way Florida ends up hiring guys. But I, I certainly, you're absolutely right. I think once Brian Kelly was hired after Napier, everybody went, whoa, why did Florida not get in that mix? I've never really talked to Scott about that, but, um, you know, he might – some guys don't fit in. You know, Brian Kelly's a different cat. I don't know. One day I'll find the answer to that, why they didn't even take a shot at him. Yeah, and I I did hear an interview with the um, athletic director from LSU, and they said, how do you pick your people? He said, I pick winners. He said, I'm not going to give somebody a shot that doesn't have any experience. He says, I'm going to take people that I know are, are winners. And then you look at the women's basketball team, winner. Look at the baseball team, winner. Football team, almost at the top of the mountain. But And, I mean, I'm very scared about that game Sunday night. I, I'm not convinced that Florida State's in that league yet. You know, Which, by the way, how, what did you think of the additions from the uh, to the ACC? I don't think it helps the league, the ACC, but it, it certainly uh, gets more income because of, of the way it's very complicated with the way the contract is done. And and then you have SMU saying, we don't need any money for nine years. We're good. Um, 
so obviously you take all that money and you shove it at FSU and Clemson again. FSU is banking a lot on them continuing what their ascent on football, but if they aren't good in football and they, you know, it goes back down like it was for the last, you know, 4 or 5 years, um that that's going to be they're gambling on themselves, there's no doubt about it. But um I mean, I don't think – do you think your, the conference gets better with SMU and Stanford and Cal coming in as football programs? No. It doesn't get better. I agree with that. I don't think it is either. I, I, and I think the whole thing could be blown up again in just a short time. I mean – Oh, yeah. One one little pebble can start to roll, and then the whole college outlook looks changes again. It's always going to be about money. So anyway, It is, absolutely. Go. Welcome back. Uh, see you later. All right. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Butch. For that call, phone lines are open. Wow, for the first time today. If you want to get in a call, 392-8255 and talk about anything with the Florida Gators. I mean, I think people have already said everything they want to say for the most part, but uh, we could talk about other sports. And In fact, what Butch just brought up was interesting. Uh, the one school that still voted against, I'm not the one school, the one school that changed their vote and allowed this to happen was... NC State. Um, they they just they were convinced to to let those three those three teams in, and that's all they needed, and they got that vote, and they won. Um, so they FSU still voted against it, as did Clemson, as did North Carolina. Um, so we'll see what I mean. I'm not worried about. It's funny realignment was all we wanted to talk about. Now I'm like, I don't want to talk about realignment. I want to talk about games. And I, I, I will say this, guys. It's impossible to make me not love college football. No matter how much Florida stinks, if they do stink. I don't know that they stink. I know they stunk on last night. They, they were stinky. They were a used diaper with uh, – filled with uh, Indian food. That's what they were, and burnt hair. Is that the way that line goes from uh, from uh, – uh, not dodgeball. Uh, God, I'm blanking out on oh, – Ron Burgundy. Is that the li- that line that uh, – oh, I can't think of her – no. I'm, I'm, I'm going blank here. I, it could be COVID fog here a little bit, but – no, um, that uh, she says burnt a, a used diaper with Indian food and burnt hair in it. That's what Florida was last night, okay? That's the bottom line. Let's get a call in here and see what Ed's got for us today. What's up, Ed? Hey, Pat. Um, I think there was a total of four or five-yard penalties that basically turned the game around. Is that right? I mean, the – one where we gave them the ball back and they scored. Uh, the one that cost us first and – well, was it fourth and inches instead of fourth and five? Yep. And we wind up kicking a field goal. I think there were two others. But uh, – Yeah, there were – there were a lot of them. There were nine penalties in all. Not, all of them seemed to be crucial. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not like there were nothing – none of those, oh, excuse me, that we'll, we'll make up for them the next play kind of things. Um, now, of course – the way Utah stacked the box, uh, I don't know if everybody's going to do that, but if teams 
do, I think we ought to go back to the Spurrier days and throw to set up the run instead of the other way around. What do you think? Well, they pretty much did in that game last night. They, I mean, they only ran the ball with their two all-star tailbacks ten times. So, and, and then uh, Webb had one carry. So they had 11 running back carries. It wasn't like they weren't throwing the ball to set up the run, but they didn't set up the run. The thing that disturbed me, I think, maybe more than anything, ah, there's a million things that disturb me. They came out on one possession, I think it was in the late in the third quarter, and they ran it twice for a first down, had nice runs. They clearly were softening up the defense, and then they went away from the run again. They just quit running the ball. Um, I, I, if they don't like their offensive line, and that's their call, I always kind of acquiesce to the coaches, but – You've got two great tailbacks. You only give them the ball ten times. It seems like a bad decision. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of a mass unit. I mean, uh, portal guys and whatever. Uh, starting on the road in an environment like that probably wasn't ideal. It's no. not an excuse, but, I mean, uh, we used to have cupcake, cupcake, and then our first regular real game, as you remember, way back in the day. So uh, that certainly Well, and that's one reason – one reason. Here's a great stat for you. Actually, the, to me, the stat of the game was that Florida in the third quarter gained 108 yards to to Utah's five, and w- Florida was outscored seven to nothing. That was the stat of the game. Um, but another stat is uh, Billy Napier is the first coach to lose his opener in year two since Doug Dickey. That's going back a ways. It yeah. is. 1971. <laughs> that yes, team was indeed. awful. Yeah, well, and I'm not with you. I don't know how good or bad we are after that, but I think if you ask Gator fans, uh, would you take 31 of 44 for 333 uh, and a touchdown and a, and a pick that wasn't his fault, I think almost 99% of them would have said yes. Probably, and I, although I will say this, I it wasn't not it wasn't not his fault. I mean, he threw it behind Pearsall, and Pearsall he, he threw it before he was ready. But Pearsall's also got to be ready. He's got to make that turn quicker. But whatever, it, it really doesn't matter whose fault it was. It was a pick, and it certainly from that point on, it felt like the game was totally over. Ed, thanks for the call. Sure thing. Appreciate it. we got to get a break. We'll do that. Matt, Adam, Jack, hang in there. We'll get to you when we come back. You are listening to The Tailgate on ESPN WRUF. Live from Weimar Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out, enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but... 
turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy play it again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for and it's located right on university and 34th street so it's easy to find and i'm there all the time so i just might see you at play it again sports from the uf weather center here is your wruf weather update A flash flood watch continues for counties along the I-75 corridor through tonight. Thunderstorms will continue to be possible well into the evening, and they could produce excessive rain rates, which could lead to flash flooding. Storms finally dying out after midnight and low temperatures in the morning in the mid-70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. College football returns to ESPN Radio. This is what's so great about college football. These matchups, these brands. It's a top 10 showdown in Orlando, Florida. When fifth-ranked LSU goes head-to-head with eighth-ranked Florida State. The winner is thrust into the title contender conversation. It's a really big game for both teams. Pre-game coverage begins Sunday night at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF. All right, we are back here on the show. Pat Dooley going solo today. Back here. Happy to be back here. Let's get to Matt. What's going on, Matt? Uh, it's called uh, Sex Panther by Odeon. <laughs> it, uh, it, it works. Uh, it works. What is it? Eighty percent. It works fifty percent every time. <laughs> Pat, let me let me ask you a question. Now that you're, now that you can root, and you you know you're not writing for the paper anymore. You got shirts. You know you're you're, you're a fan now. Um, when was the last time you were this embarrassed by the performance uh, or by what was put out on the, the field? bowl game <laughs> last year? 
pretty no, bad. Let's, you, that was pretty bad. Um, it was, but there were built-in excuses. But for a okay, how's this? Look, Georgia how Southern's for, never going to go for away. An opener. How about for an opener? You have eight months, right? And yeah. you, you, you know, you have you have seventy-five coaches on staff. <laughs> you know, you, you're you're looking at every little thing, right? And then you have what is it? Seven procedure penalties. I mean, Pat, you can't make this up. No, I think Maybe? that's the thing, Matt, is that I think the most optimistic of Gator fans has went into this season going, look, we just want to see progress. And you didn't yeah. see any last night. Yeah, I guess you saw yeah. a little bit defensively. But, again, they were playing against Pat, a backup quarterback. You know, Pat, I don't, I, I don't know. Man, I like Billy. Don't get me wrong. I like the fact that he, he recruits. And, uh, you know, his players seem to be staying out of trouble, right? Um, which is, you know, we needed that over the last 15, 20 years. That's, that's a breath of fresh air. But just in-game coaching and adjustments, I, I just don't know, Pat. And, and, and I, want to, I want to have faith that there's some sort of marketable improvement. But, Pat, it's kind of like when you have that ugly girlfriend. You know, you could take her to Lululemon and spend all the money you want. But guess what? She's still going to be ugly at the end of the day. And I, I just don't know if, man, I, I, I don't know what you do from here. I mean, look, we're going to sit back all year and we're going to watch. But, man, when that swamp is half empty at game eight, you know, I don't know. I just don't know what you do at that point. And I, I do think, and I said this to Steve earlier, I, I think you've got a lot of young players. I think you just bite the bullet and you play them. And well, they are you just get, Yeah. Well, you play you play more of them. You got two other young receivers that didn't see the ball, didn't see the field yesterday. Yeah, the receiver was not their problem yesterday. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, you get these young kids involved, get them seasoned as much as you can, and then you try to keep this recruiting class together. Because trust me, a lot of those kids they're getting phone calls right now saying, "You sure you want to do that?" And it wouldn't surprise me if that falls apart. But they need to do something. And uh, man, it's just I was. Is a head scratcher, and I, look, we all knew they weren't going to win the title this year. That's obvious, but man, to see that last night wasn't pleasant. That was very, it was it was very Dulick esque. Would you agree? It that wasn't. Was, it, was, it wasn't fun to watch, and um, I, I know that a lot of people just turned it off. I think my wife went to bed fourth quarter. I mean, it was just. Um, I again, I go back to the same thing. It just felt like more of the same that we saw last year. And that's that's the discouraging thing. Now, let's wait and see how they do, not so much this week, but the following week, you know, against Tennessee. And then we may uh, – don't forget when they beat Utah last year, we were all thinking mm-hmm. that, that they were back, and they weren't, you know. So it's going to take, take a while, but uh, the bottom line is I saw some positive things in the game – now they got to get rid of the negatives, and but it's hard for me to think they will when they didn't from a year ago. Man, it was it was shocking. Hey, uh, keep playing that uh, jazz flute. See you, man. All right, buddy. Thank thanks for the call. Let's get uh, Jack in here. Jack, what's going on? Hey guys, how's it going? It was great to see the kings of comedy and blue collar comedy as uh, the coaches last night. It was really really fun <laughs> last night. Good Lord. I tell you, Pat, I didn't drink an ounce of alcohol last night, and I feel like I'm hungover and beat up. It was, yeah. 
And then like Doug Dickey, that that really made me feel better. Yeah, but somebody that was about Doug Dickey. That was a good stat oh I looked gosh. up today. I, I I know that it won't go over well with uh, people over over at UF, but, but it's it's a fact. I mean, it it is you what know, it is. You know, let me go over the let me go over the negatives first. First of all, I like Billy. And this guy, the guy that just called earlier, I forget his name, he said the same thing on Steve Russell's. The, the recruiting class is not falling apart. You know, recruits don't see this stuff like we do, right? I mean, no, again. I agree you with know, you on that, uh, yeah. You know, and, and you know, uh, the thing that, that there's a couple things, time management is absolutely awful with Billy. Awful. I don't like the way he bunches up real tight with wide receivers and bunching everybody up. And why, when you're in a stadium, a hostile stadium, why are you running so much motion? I mean, motion after motion after motion, and the calls are coming in late. And and well, it's what know, they did we, last year. Gotta, it's the same thing they did yeah, last but, year. Exactly. Well, you got a brand new offensive line or patched together, all like the guy said, a mash unit. You've got to go quick. You got to go fast. And again, he likes the slow tempo. Man, this is football back from uh, Whitey Jordan back in 1989, or sorry, Lynn Amity in '88. We're going way back then. But again, this well, is here's the thing: game. if you can run the ball, and if you believe that you were going to win, you were going to win the game by running the ball. Um, slow tempo is fine, but when you get down and yeah. you're, and you aren't able, and you aren't even trying to run the ball, they quit trying. They ran yeah. the like yeah. I said a million times. They ran well, Montreal Johnson and ETN ten times in the game. Yeah, well, I can tell you that the the, uh, the the play calling last night was about as bizarre as uh, Mr. Spock's family reunion. You know what I mean? It was crazy. I mean, there was no fluidness. You know, you make a play, then you do something stupid. I mean, it's just like on third and six, you run the ball. They're stacking the box the whole night. Okay, you know, play action's working. Hey, by the way, Graham Mertz, and we've got a really a lot of great young talent. I'm telling you, the the best Russians, the defensive pass rush we have are freshmen. Yeah, we got some great wide receivers. There's some great talent there. But I'm just telling you, I think I think my personal thing, I think Billy needs a, a, an offensive coordinator. I think the defense will be fine. Recruiting will, will help that up. But, you know, like the guy said before, you know, for us not to have this thing fall apart, we need to have our butts in the seats in the, in the eighth game. We don't need to quit on this team because, you know what, this isn't all Billy's fault is from hiring three coaches in a row that were terrible. The only thing that concerned me last night was when Billy said, well, as coaches and as players, we've got a lot to learn. And to me, that sounded a lot like Ray Goff. And that really petrified me last night. Well, yeah, I mean, but I don't know what else he can say at this point. I mean, I, uh, he's not going to come out and throw the players under the bus. So, not, I agree, but, I mean, it's the same speech after every lost game. It's kind of like, you know. It does you sound familiar. It. And, it's, and it looked familiar. It, 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 yeah, I it feel did. like the season never ended. You know, the, the thing, too, in my last couple of comments, all the guys know you guys are callers. But, you know what, like, there was a third and 13. They had the, they had everything stacked in the box and playing tight man-to-man. And all the other guys were at, like, 13, yard, 13 yards of the down marker. You know why? Because they knew Billy wasn't going to throw it deep, and he couldn't throw it deep. Just like the Muschamp and McElwain years when we couldn't throw it deep, everybody, they set the template to beat Florida last night. They set the template, rush the passer, stop the offensive line, 
and it just it's it's a bad rerun. And I'm just telling you, we need Billy to be successful. We need Billy to be successful. I'm glad you're back, Pat. Have a great Labor Day, and as always, go Gators. All right, appreciate the call. We got to get a break. We are running late. I'll do that right now, and then we'll come back and wrap it up here. We got a couple more calls, Adam. Hang on there. We got another one coming in. We'll we'll get to that one. Uh, but we got to get a break in here. You are listening to the tailgate on ESPN WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Zach Weiss. In the Major League, the Tampa Bay Rays are set to begin a three-game series against the Cleveland Guardians tonight. The Rays currently sit 1.5 games behind the Baltimore Orioles for first place in the AL East. You can find live coverage of that game right here starting at 6.30 p.m. In Gator Sports, Florida Volleyball will be back in action Sunday as they look to stay undefeated on the young season. The Gators are set to host the number 5 ranked Minnesota Golden Gophers in a top 10 matchup. Game time is set for noon. Florida soccer will also be back in action Sunday as the Gators take on Kennesaw State at 6 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With express shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettles got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my healthcare team and the family that's behind me and that. Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. The diamond buying opportunity of the year is happening next weekend, September 8th, 9th, and 10th at International Diamond Center. It's IDC's three-day bridal event where you can buy like a dealer buys. Rare, precious GIA-certified diamonds. All shapes, all sizes, all at rock-bottom prices. Rounds, ovals, princess cuts, cushion cuts, emerald cuts. All natural, perfectly cut diamonds certified by the most prestigious gem labs in the world. Get the best prices of the year and take advantage of 36 months zero-interest financing on any purchase. And for this event, you can match that diamond with a perfect ring from Takori or Viraggio. Both world-class designers are flying in their entire collections for this. Come join us as we open the IDC vault and showcase the largest selection of diamonds you've ever seen in one place at prices you never thought possible and get three years zero interest financing. It's next weekend, September 8th, 9th, and 10th, exclusively at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit. Here's the kickoff. 
and this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Geff, and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. When it's the hottest day of the summer. But it's the hottest day of the summer. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local convenience store today. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Sports scene with Steve Russell, weekdays at noon, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we got about five minutes left in the show and in the week. We'll be back on Monday with a new show again. Jeff didn't make it on the show. He was going to do it on radio, but Jeff, uh, apparently the power is out of the Gainesville airport. So they had to fly into Jacksonville, and that's why he was uh, he was not able to get here. And I think he's going to have to – he may miss have to miss his high school game tonight. So feel bad for him. He didn't do anything wrong. Let's go to Adam and see what he's got for us. What's going on, Adam? What's happening, Pat, man? Glad to hear that you're feeling much better, man, and you got to the other side of this thing. Good for you, brother. Yeah, thank really you. Happy. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Um, and you said your wife, Karen, had it as well. She so, did, damn. yeah. She Both had it. Guys. She was about two days ahead of me. I think that's where it – somewhere in Destin, we were in a lot of little tiny – elevators that were really hot and full of people. And I think that's maybe where it came from, but she got it first and then I got it two days later. So, well, Hey man, Lord is good. He looked out for you guys. That's awesome. Um, Lord didn't look out for us too much last night, man, on that football field, man. Uh, I don't think the Lord cares who wins athletic events. That's my courier hey, <laughs> said, God loves the Gators. Come on, man. No. <laughs> he, he said it. I didn't. He said it. Well, now he loves Georgia, so he's clearly uh, impartial. Changed. Yeah. <laughs> impartial. So, yeah, going in, I, I'm not going to go into details. I think everybody like, has gone into details quite a bit about that game last night. I'm not going to waste your time with that, especially with the last five minutes left. But, um, you know, um, I try and I, – I, I don't like to really give my opinion on a game until I watch it for a second time when I'm not like lit and drunk and mm-hmm. whatever. It yeah. just act like a madman, right? And my my wife can vouch for this. I was a I was a lunatic last night, and uh, you know. So I did look. I I said it last year. This one thing I recognized with this new coaching staff is that this it's there's something wrong there. Like he's got way too much on his plate. I believe in Billy. I'm not trying to like hashtag fire Billy, like, but he's got way too much on his plate. And I'm really not impressed with his offensive play calling overall, to be honest with you. Um, uh, a, a stat I'll throw out to you is that Graham Mertz was 14 and 0 when he threw for 60 plus percent of his passes. Last night he was 70 percent. 
and it still equated to a big fat goose egg. So it did. I mean, something something's got to happen there. We can't have that. That that's something's something's got to happen. We can't keep shooting ourselves in the foot. And the red zone is ridiculous. I mean, six plus uh, times in the red zone, and we can't score the ball. Remember when this used to be PKU Place Kicker University? I mean, uh, it was it was Sturgis, and then it was it was Pinero, and it was McPherson, and now it's a guy who hits like half of his field goals. Dude, what in the world? I don't understand that. We got walk-ons that are getting scholarships, and they. I don't know. I'll let you go, Pat. I'm gonna watch this game for a second time, but I appreciate you doing you and uh, go Gators. Thanks a lot, Adam. Appreciate the call. Appreciate all the calls today. Great stuff. Um, and you guys kept me from talking about my Braves all day today. Ronald Acuna, first player in the history of the game to have 30 homers and 60 steals in a, in a season. That's pretty impressive. Hit a grand salami last night. Um, and the Braves beat the Dodgers. They, the Braves, hey, look. I know the Braves are up 14 games, and you say, oh, who cares? I care because they've, they're five games ahead of the Dodgers and that you want to get home field advantage. I mean, it, it it's not a guarantee of anything. I agree with you on that. But I'm paying attention, and I'll try to be watching what I can watch tonight. I don't think it's actually on TV. It's just Major League Baseball. But I will watch a little bit of college football tonight. No great games tonight, but there's a couple that are worth watching. And then, of course, we have a full weekend. Uh, Again, not great games this weekend, to be honest with you. There's one really good game and one pretty good game. But you know at some point you're going to go, hey, what channel is that game on? Who? Look at they're losing. I can't believe it. And you'll watch the game. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks to Nick for doing a great job. We'll be back with another show on Monday. Till then, I'm Pat Dooley. I'm deep way back, and I am out of here. Christine Lisi, the Atlantic Coast Conference reaching the Pacific Coast, the ACC inviting Stanford, Cal, and SMU to the league. The additions will be in all sports beginning in the 2024-2025 school year. We'll bring the conference to 18 members, 17 of which will play football full-time in the league. Following the mass exodus of the Pac-12, Stanford and Cal had no choice, notes ESPN's Damian Woody. This was kind of the logical move for Stanford and Cal after they didn't, they were kind of left behind by some of the other schools in the, in the, in the pack in the pack 12. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is, man. It's all about realignment and money. That's what college football is all about. Damian Woody on Canty and Carlin. Major League Baseball will keep its pitch clock rules during the postseason. This regular season, the clock has been a big success, reducing the average game time by nearly 20